Gemini, the twins, dual energies is one. They can see the details and big picture when they meet with Sagittarius Sun. So dig in deep, see your stories, and then rewrite them from within. Connect with others, explore the world, and let curiosity win. Are you ready to light up the sky? Welcome to Magic Moon Phase. Welcome, welcome, welcome all my witches and wizards, to all my sisters and misters, to all of my listeners, to the Magic MF squad, crew, community. I welcome you back to Magic Moon Phase. My name is Kitty, and this is your Gemini Full Moon Boom Boom Boom. I'm just going to jump in with some fun facts. On 12-12, at 12-12, on a 12-universal year, is when this full moon is going to be at its most potent point. So I just wanted you to sit in that numerology awesomeness for a minute. 12-12 on 12-12. Pretty rad. As we know, the full moon amplifies energies. It's the very peak of the lunar phase. So if you're feeling a lot of energy, a lot of restlessness, that's, you know, Gemini and Sagittarius together. We're all in the exploration phase, trying to gain and learn and seek more information and knowledge to put the pieces together, right? Gemini is all about the details. Gemini's the trees, whereas Sagittarius is the forest, yeah? So when we're mixing these two energies, we got some cool shit going on. The full moon, right? It is a time for gratitude. It's a time for releasing. It's a time for letting the nasty shit go so you can make room for all of the good stuff that we got coming up in life. And as we look to 2020, this is the last full moon of this year, of this decade. Let that simmer. This is the last full moon of this decade. We have one more new moon of this decade as well, which is December 26th, which is in Capricorn coming up. And that's also a solar eclipse. So just some rad energy coming at you soon. So let's sit in and learn about what we've got going on right meow. Gemini is the twins, as I mentioned earlier. It is about duality. It is about male-female, yin-yang, right? Gold and silver. I mean, there's just this feeling, this energy that you might be looking at something in two completely different ways, right? If you're stuck on a problem, you could see it from two completely different angles. That's the twins is the beauty of seeing things from different perspectives. And to do that, to find out things, we talk to people. We connect with and speak our truth and gain more knowledge in the exploration of relationships. So I want that relationships to be a good foundational idea of what we're going to be chit-chatting, kit-catting about. So the duality, the power of two, is curious. It's adventurous. It's, you know, the Gemini energy is all about fitting the puzzle pieces together. As I mentioned earlier, they see more of the details where Sagittarius, as we know with the Sagittarius new moon, is all about adventure, Dora the Explorer. It's about the bigger vision of things, and it's not necessarily with the details. So when you're looking at an experience, Sagittarius does the experience, while as Gemini shares about the experience. Gemini follows the curiosity to find truth. 
And it fits in well with that adventurous experience style energy, gaining as much experience and exploring so many different facets of life that we can. So this restless energy, yep, if you feel like I have to do things, I want to get shit done, I want to la 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 la, it's because you've got Gemini and Sagittarius going let's dance. And that's creating a space for you to have this energy to take action to maybe be sociable and connect with others, to gain specific and special knowledge within sharing experiences and being authentic and speaking your truth to others, right? Going back to some full moon stuff, the thing I love about a full moon is because both of these energies that we're working with are opposing on the zodiac cycle. So if we're looking at Gemini and Sagittarius, which are probably the most alike signs, usually our opposing signs are pretty opposite, But these two are actually kind of floating in the same boat skis. They're both into exploration, experiences, adventures, curiosity, travel, knowledge, and gaining understanding through experience. Yet the thing I love the most about having two different signs to be working with, right? Correct, we're in Sagittarius sun and moving into a full moon in Gemini. So those two energies both have a positive side and a negative side, or a pro side and a con side, or a good side and a bad side. So when you're working with the the energies of both of these signs, you're able to open up pieces of yourself that contain those signs. All zodiac energies hit us. It doesn't matter what your sun, moon, ascending, rising sign is. All of the energies that are going on hit us because we are caught in the energy cycles and the magnetic poles of what's going on with our planets. We were just talking about the first quarter moon, how it's a 90 degree square aspect or a hard angle. That's why we see only half of the moon on a first or a third quarter. That is the moon's pull and the energies of where these planets are in our solar system. So bringing it back we're able to work with these energies that are naturally occurring. And when you plug into them and look into them, you're able to, through a lunar month or a lunar calendar year, look at all the aspects of your life and be like, whoa, let's do some shit or not. Your choice. Yet the energies are naturally there for you to be like, plug in and feel real fucking good moving along with the natural flow of what's going on throughout the year. That's really what the main foundational point of this whole podcast is, peeps, is to give you a beginner, easy to follow, palatable, bite-sized, crunchy, munchy info grab about what the fuck is going on with these feels. So then you can take that awareness, choose an action, which will create change or not. Alrighty then, bringing it back, 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 back to Gemini, looking at Gemini, what are the good points of Gemini and the bad points of Gemini? Let's start with the bad parts first. A, a lower vibrational Gemini would embody maybe defensiveness when you're trying to get your point across, right? Geminis are very good storytellers. They hold on to stories. They hold on to ways of being or archetypes. For example, the doer, the nurturer, the cheerleader, the the savior, the hero. 
Uh, we all embody an archetype, right? I'm the cheerleader or the hero at times, whereas I can be the doer or the please diseaser at other times, right? We have these stories or ways of being that we identify with. And when Gemini is identifying with a lower vibration of its own energy, it's very based in fear. It's very insecure and unwilling to see stories or present moments from other people's realities. On the lower aspect of Sagittarius, the centaur, we have arrogance. There's a, maybe a high pedestal thing going on, like a genuine deep need to be right, to be correct, to have everyone agree with them because they know better, they know more. So when you take those two energies, this I know better than you, Sagittarius, along with this getting defensive when you try to explain your side, lower energy of Gemini, can you see how nasty McCrasty that can be? Ugh. So just being aware, that's what's cool about full moon energies and new moon energies and all of the moon energies, all of these energies, is that you can look at them within yourself. Look at the mirror and hold it to yourself. And when things are happening, for example, when other people do something that annoys you, I challenge you to turn the mirror on yourself and see if there's some part of you that also has that, that you're actually annoyed with yourself. Yeah, that's just a challenge along with these energies. So let's ever, ever into positive energies, right? Because I like positive on purpose. When negativity is natural, be positive on purpose. Pop, dirty pop. On the higher vibrational end of Gemini's beautiful twin duality energy, we've got open-mindedness. We've got social, this need to communicate and share vibrations and feelings and experiences with those around them with their deepest relationships. They're curious and they're lacking judgment, kind of like this child mentality, this always learning mentality, looking at things as if it's the br the very first time you've ever done them. Have you ever gotten so schlep schlep in your job that you're, you know, you take it for granted, right? We talk about this all the time, plugging into the matrix instead of the creatrix. If you're all day, you never ever get to look at it as a brand new beginner. Try to look at things you do every day like a beginner. That brings you into the moment, into the now, into the present, which is a gift, and it can lead to you actually enjoying it. Who would have thought? A Gemini wants to learn and expand, and they do that by speaking to others and gaining details, by communicating. Gemini is a left brain. It's all about practicality, details, all that jazz. Whereas the Sagittarius is the right brain, all about let's go for it. Let's adventure, take a risk, dive off the deep end. Who gives a shit? Throw the hat. We're going to get it done. Connecting into that high vibe of Sagittarius, we've got this interconnectedness, this need to be a student and a scholar. Not I know it all. It's more how much can I know? They're very intuitive and serendipity happens because they're about going off the beaten path, adventure, Dora the Explorer. And that's when serendipitous things happen. Coincidence isn't a real thing to me, in my humble opinion. Serendipity is the universe's way of showing you you're on the right path, per se. Those holy shit moments, if you will. You know what I'm talking about. That interconnectedness is all about Sagittarius, that everything is connected. Yet, we already know that to be true. Pikachu.
So bringing it back to these energies, you've got these lower vibrations and these higher vibrations that you can look at in your own life. Which lower and higher vibrations do you embody that you want to release? And do you want to embody and invite into your life? And with this Gemini Sagittarius energy, we also have two other big astrological things going on right now. Chiron, the energy of healing, is moving direct and it has been in retrograde since last July. So we'll be feeling a lot more healing energy. And to connect, plug into that, it would be a great time to go to that doctor appointment you've been putting off because you're scared. Call that therapist, counselor, coach, spiritual guide, woo-woo, guru, wink-wink. It might be a good time to get your health routine on lock. We're looking at New Year's resolutions. What do you have planned and what are you gonna stick to and follow through? Need help on that? I got you too. Wink, wink. What does your routine look like? Do you make time for the things you say you want to make time for? That's what Chiron's all about. So plug into that energy. We also have a triple conjunction. And there's a lot of stuff moving into Capricorn lately. I'm just going to throw that down. I'll come up with more of that later. Yet we have Saturn, Venus, and Pluto all in a triple conjunction, which is going to bring a lot of heat onto our love and money situations, our relationships, partnerships with love and money. So as I bring it back to the relationships, right, as I said, that's a big part of Gemini's energy because Gemini is all about communicating with people and opening up that truth and authentic way of speaking to connect deeply and genuinely with others. So now I ask you to look at your love and money situations. Do you have a partnership or a relationship that is feeling strained? Are you having financial troubles that you just keep running away from? It's time to look at those situations and decide what the most loving action is. What is the most loving action within that situation? And sometimes with people, when you're dealing with people, sometimes withdrawing from the situation is the most loving thing you can do. Whereas sometimes the, in quotes, confrontation or speaking your truth in that matter can be the most loving thing as well. So decide what feels good and let's move on with this triple conjunction that's going on. That's some energy that we can look at too. It's time to shit or get off the pot pretty much, right? You've got the details going on and the big picture with Sagittarius and Gemini as well as this push of movement because all of these planets are going direct. So just throwing that down there. Let's bring it into some actions uh, as I'm flipping through my notes here. Let's bring it into some actions or uh, things we can do for rituals, okay? As we're looking at the full moon, what would it look like to really connect with this energy? Well, let's talk about it. If you do an altar, you can put some things on there, right? If you have duality, uh, a, a white candle, a black candle, or if you have pairs of things, if you have uh, anything that symbolizes twins, that would be fantastic to put on an altar. You have certain crystals and energies that can be called in. For Gemini, you have agate, chrysocolla, and quartz. Whereas for Sag Moon, like we were talking earlier in the season, the red jasper, turquoise, and adventurine is a phenomenal one or three for the Sagittarius energy. So whatever you do with your altar, as long as it feels good. Rituals are fantastic in an extremely intentional way of doing actions that mean a lot and speak volumes in the ether. Some rituals to connect with this energy. Yoga, moving your body. 
That's always an amazing way of connecting with the full moon energy, being grateful for the movement in your limbs and the breath in your lungs. How about a bath or a release or a, a cleansing, flushing away, washing away, that type of an energy or an intention? Maybe trauma or records or things you're holding on from the past so that you can cleanse yourself and start a clean slate into the new decade. One thing I always do is make moon water, a glass vial full of water set in the moonlight so that the moonlight can shine through it. Those of us in the Midwest that are really, really stepping into this cold moon, it's called cold moon because it's cold as fuck. If you don't have the opportunity to put it outside because it will friggity freeze, feel free to set it on a windowsill or any place where you feel that it will soak up some moonlight vibe beams. Of course, as always, don't be fools and charge your tools. Get some crystals out there. Whatever you feel comfortable leaving in the light of the moon or you feel needs cleansing or retuning to your energy. Another fun one for a new decade is to make a new decade jar. Find a little jar, fill it with some herbs, some crystals, some oils, some charcoal, something that symbolizes purity, protection, clarity, abundance, self-love, any and all of those things if you'd like to. Put it all in a jar, stick a candle on top of it, and light that bish until it waxes that top closed shut. During this candle magic, you can say certain incantations, spells, set certain intentions in any way that feels good to your soul. You can also do the same thing with candles if you'd like to. Make candles, add seeds, pomegranate seeds, add oils, herbs, or little crystals on top for certain things and use those as magical tools made with intention at the end of a decade for a new decade. Another one I love to do every month on the full moon is sage my motherfucking house. And then Palo, Palo Santo. I use sage to clear negativity, Palo Santo to reintroduce positivity, and then a little bit of sweet grass to get in touch with my divine feminine. Another great one I just learned, P.S., is to write what you want to release on a bay leaf. Yeah, and then burn it. A bay leaf symbolizes releasing and protection amongst other beautiful vibrations. So writing what you want to release on a bay leaf and then burning it has much deeper of a symbolic, intentional action to it. Good to know. Me too, I thought so. And of course, the really deep one, if you want to go deep, deep, which I urge you to do so, I urge you to do so, is to write a letter to either A, someone you resent or are extremely angry with or hold a grudge against or judge or whoever that may be, right? What energy causes you to immediately careen down and trigger you into low vibrations. Write that person a very, very truthful, honest letter. You're not going to send it to them. Yet releasing it and letting it out and then looking at it and reading it and trying to find the lesson, not why is this happening to me, but what can I learn from this? That would be an extremely deep prompt and ritual exercise to do. On the flip side, what would it look like to write to your past self, either throughout the decade or just this past year, from your perspective now, with the knowledge that you have gained, the skills, the talents, the actions and information? If you were to write your former self 10 years ago a letter from what you know now, 
How would that feel and what would it look like? And again, look at it in the eyes of Gemini, not why did this happen to me? Instead, what can I learn from this? Very powerful, powerful prompts that if you're willing to dig deep and take the time, you might trip on some pretty cool, not really cool stuff that you can then decide if you'd like to keep or release. Let's bring it back together for some final thoughts on this energy of Gemini, Sagittarius, and some other cool jazzola. The first thing I would say is let the shit go. Do not let it follow you into the next decade because ain't nobody got time for that. You've been doing a lot of work. You've been doing a lot of enlightening yourself, exploring, engaging. Do the work to release the shit so that it doesn't follow you into the next 10-year cycle. Please, 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 please do some work. The second thing I would say with this energy is to connect. To connect and ask questions. Learn before you assume or presume. And even to strangers. On the Sagittarius tip, talking to strangers and being adventurous and going off the beaten path is where serendipity happens. So use this Gemini communicative, very social energy, along with the Sagittarius adventurous energy to create serendipitous and life-changing experiences. The third thing, with the triple conjunction of Saturn, Venus, and Pluto, dealing with that money and love energy, the relationships with those things will be rocked. And if you don't stop ignoring the signs, or if you don't talk about it, if you don't bring up what needs to be said or done, it may bite you in the ass, you know what I'm saying? Also, it's time to get your money and your budget in check. Do some budgeting for the full moon. And I mean, I don't mean going through your whole entirety. I just mean maybe start saving, open up a bank account, talk to your partner about joint finances, or just start saving away in a piggy bank, right? It doesn't take much to show the universe that you're willing to do any actions towards the life of your dreams. In any way, you can use the energies that are swirling around you are better than not using them at all. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Another one that's great, number four, to ask for help. Ask for help with this energy because we are you know, dealing with the twins, that duality energy is going to work in your favor if you ask for help from your fellow community. Speak up and don't be afraid to ask for the help that you need because right now has a phenomenal energy for you to get exactly what you need if you ask. And the last one I would say is to have some fucking fun. Enjoy this time. Enjoy this energy. It's the holly yay season. And if we're plugging into the Sagittarius energy of going with the flow and seeing the big picture instead of dealing with the minute icky details, we should be plugging into the holly yays instead of the holly days. And within that, Gemini energy is great for connecting, for socializing, and being around big groups of people and making those sincere and genuine connections that you can bring with you into the next decade. Now, I know this was a lot of info. And thanks for sticking with me through it. Doobie do it. We got a lot of great things coming up. So keep on listening. We've got the winter solstice, which is the longest night of the year coming up on the 21st with Yule, the pagan holiday of Yule following nice and easy closely on the 22nd to January 2nd. Also on the winter solstice, the days get longer. Christmas, of course, is on the 25th with a nice little new moon in Capricorn sliding in the next day along with a solar eclipse. 
So as I mentioned, we got some pretty cool energies to work with coming up until the end of the year into 2020. As we look forward into a new decade, if you're looking for a reading, a little bit of guidance, some way to get your dream routine on lock so you can start stepping into the person you really want to be, you can of course find me at magicmf.com or coachkitty.com. If you love this podcast, let me know by subscribing, following, or sharing. The only way I know if you're listening is if you press the little subscribe button. And it's free, so that's all I want for Christmas is a little push of a button. Dudgy crocodile. To wrap it all up, my name is Kitty, and this is Magic Boonface. I appreciate your time, your energy, your love, and your support. I truly wish you light and love during this full moon in Gemini season. I will be dropping more podcasts each week with a couple extra bonuses thrown in the mix. I thank you and I love you. Now go make some magic, motherfuckers.